Welcome to another edition of The Pit Box. I'm Emma Delaney and I'm here today with Chris Steers. Yes, it's The Pit Box. We're back for another episode. They couldn't keep us away, Emma, could they? Uh, what a few weekends we've had then for the Formula One season. Although I think uh, Portugal was a bit of an anti-climax. The, uh, the result of the race didn't really tell the full story, did it? Absolutely. There are winners and losers from Portugal. I think if we're looking at the winners, Hamilton started second on the grid, dropped the third following an early safety car but by lap 20 he'd regained first and he went on to victory another winner Perez saw his best uh, result of the year P4 Alpine they had a good weekend Ocon and Alonso coming in seventh and eighth yeah, it's going to be forever a debate on how to say that, Alpine or Alpine. Listen, we will get back into Portugal. First, though, some big news coming out of Mercedes and Josh Lyers has the latest. I'd like to welcome back our reporter Josh Lyas to the pit box. So Josh, some big news coming out of Mercedes to do with Roman Grosjean. What's going on here? Uh, yeah, he's going to be racing at Paul Ricard, I think it is, in the 2019 winning Mercedes, uh, obviously from a couple of years ago, Lewis Hamilton's championship winning car. Yeah, great news. It's a nice gesture from, from Mercedes. And Toto Wolff has, has followed through what he said when Grosjean was in hospital after his horrific... Uh, accident in in Bahrain last year. It's it's one of them things of Toto doesn't want Roman Grosjean's last memory of being in an F1 car as being in uh, uh, engulfed in flames and and being rescued by by the medical team. And I think it is a nice gesture from Mercedes. Um, it would have been nice, I think, for for Haas to have um, to, to have done something similar. It is it is good going, and you know, considering the last time he raced a car. He, he ended up in a in a gulf of flames. I think the confidence to come back straight away, you know, some people would have probably a year, maybe two years out of, of motorsport completely and then go back. But what, what is it, six months since he had that, that accident in Bahrain and he's, he's back in a car and it just shows that he's got confidence in himself and in his own ability. Yeah, I completely agree. And he will be remembered in the sport uh, for forever because of, you know, walking out that inferno. Uh, it just shows you how far the safety has come with Formula One uh, and, and and how that he survived and that he's gone straight back into racing, of course, in IndyCar and is going to be uh, driving the Mercedes car from last year at a test. It's just incredible. Thank you again, Josh. We'll catch up with you in the next couple of weeks. Not a problem. Hey guys, big day today, big news. Uh, me driving the Mercedes F1 at the French Grand Prix and then testing at a Paul Ricard. Uh, incredible experience. Very grateful to Mercedes and Toto to make it happen. And also grateful to all of you guys because I've been going on social media and I've seen that everyone is genuinely happy for me too. Jump back in a Formula One car, and you know that means a lot. Um, a lot of positive vibes around it, and thank you very much for it. It means a lot, and um, I guess we can say the Phoenix is back. That was Roman Grosjean's message on his Instagram account. He posted that this week. Really happy for him, Emma. I don't know about you. It's exactly what was needed. Um, it was a horrific accident. You could have just walked away, and that would have been it. But no with support he's getting back in the car and that is exactly what he needs he needs to reignite that love and the passion which he's obviously got because of the indie racing so let's just talk about this for a minute because most drivers would probably take a break from motor racing from the sport as josh made clear in his report um but he roman just wants to jump straight into the car and i, I got a lot of praise for that because that takes some guts 
And I think it's very, very much based on psychology, isn't it? It's the psychological side of things. Um, get back in, do it again. It's like getting back on your horse when you've fallen off, isn't it? The sooner you do it, and the sooner you change the mindset from that was bad to this is great, the sooner you can get on. Uh, and you never know, it might not be the last time we see him in a Formula One car, but it's really exciting. Uh, it's going to be at the French Grand Prix weekend, so he's going to be doing some sort of demo laps in the car, and I think he's doing a test after the weekend as well. So hopefully he'll have a home crowd for that, fingers crossed, because of COVID. Now let's go back to Portugal. So we mentioned that it, the podium and the final results didn't really tell the full story of the race. Now, one particular driver I want to pay have a particular mention to, obviously Sergio Perez, but also Lando Norris, P5 again, are looking very consistent at the minute. They are. I think this is a sign of things to come and I think they can only get better. It definitely appears that the only way is up at McLaren this season. Now, Sergio Perez, what a race he had. Great tyre management on the medium tyres. I think he came back in P4 in the end, so what a great race he had. And I think, again, that is a sign of something to come. He is really good on his tyres. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does if that was needed in wet weather. And yeah, I mean, he's only got a future ahead of him, hasn't he, with a drive like that? Yeah, it's like a dream drive for Checo. Uh, now, Williams, uh, they look like a very strong team, but it depends what the weather's doing, um, to, dependent on what Williams team we get, to be honest. I think that's, that's that's being kind about it because George had an amazing Saturday, nearly took the car into Q3, but then it got all windy again on Sunday and the car just sort of didn't sit well aerodynamically in warm air around other cars, did it? So it was... Yeah, it was okay when it was on its own, but then when it was moving to overtakes and all that, almost the breeze, it didn't tear the car apart, but it didn't sit well aerodynamically, did it? Well, I've got Williams down as one of my losers from Portugal, I'm afraid. Um, just as you said, started 11th on the grid, had a great qualifying choice of tyres. You know, the future looked bright for Sunday, but from the very start, he started dropping places. George Russell started dropping places, um, ultimately finishing in 16th. It was down to fluctuating wind conditions and turbulent air. It's not something that we've seen to this degree before. So it'll be interesting to see how that progresses during the season. Yeah, looking ahead at future races, I think it'd be interesting to see what Williams car we get and how it performs aerodynamically in the future. Uh, and also looking ahead, Spain is this coming weekend. So it's coming thick and fast. And one of the winners from Portugal was, of course, Fernando Alonso. Hopefully he does really well looking ahead to Spain. So how do we think he's going to fare? Absolutely. He really, during the end of the race, he really came alive and the car seemed to come alive with him and he was putting in some fantastic work. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come. It's also worth bearing in mind though, there's been a change to turn 10. It's been remodelled and they've altered the very acute angle to a more gently arcing left-hander, providing more of a runoff area. Now, I think that is going to affect the more veteran drivers because up till now, they've been driving it with that very sharp bend. Is it going to make a huge difference? Possibly. Well, I actually think it will affect all the drivers in some form because they're relatively used to the Barcelona track uh, because they use it for testing. It's also been used in the junior formulas as well. So I, I think it's going to throw up some surprises. Uh, now, Sebastian Vettel, what, what's the situation there? Because he's looking pretty good off the back of Portugal and I'm hearing he might have some upgrades. Is It has been confirmed that Vettel will have the team's new aero package installed on the Aston Martin in time for the Grand Prix. 
That was the sound of a Formula E car because, of course, this weekend is the Monaco E-Prix and I'm really looking forward to it because it's the first time ever that Formula E is going to be going up the hill and through the tunnel. Really exciting this, isn't it, Emma? The thing about the Monaco circuit and uh, the E-Prix is the fact that it's fast and it's narrow, so the track is perfect for the cars and the drivers. And of course, there's a little bit of history going on. We are on round seven. Uh, there's been five different winners in the last six races. There is everything to play for. Yeah, Mercedes are currently topping the Drivers' Championship at the minute, but the field is so narrow in the driver's standings. Fewer than 20 points split the top six. That's incredible. And, and as I say, this, the, the stakes could not be higher, really. Uh, every team in the field has scored points so far this season. So I'm really excited to see how Monaco pans out. And it could be a good insight to see uh, the Monaco track, because that's going to be in a few weeks time as well in Formula One. So it would be, be really good to see some racing in Monaco again, I think. It will be. And also, don't think because they're electric cars that it's not quite as action-packed as the Grand Prix is. Um the last race, round six. Well, what can we say? Out of 24 races, nine finished. And a further five were disqualified for exceeding energy units after numerous safety cars came out. It is well worth having a look. We're looking Saturday the 8th of May. The race will start at 2.30. So if you've got access to watch it, please do have a look because it's great. So the exceeding energy use is basically the equivalent of your petrol light coming on in your car. So you're not like on, on borrowed time to, to fill up your car again. In Formula E, it, it puts the car in like it runs out and then it has like a reserve energy supply so it can get back to the pits. That's not allowed in Formula E. Um, so you're disqualified from the race. So you've run out of electricity, I suppose. That's the, that's the aim of the sport. It's really interesting as well because you've got like fan boost as well. You can vote for your favourite driver. I believe Mercedes are topping the driver's championship at the minute. So the Monaco E-Prix is this coming weekend and that's just about it from us here at the pit box for this episode we will be back ahead of the monaco grand prix which will start with practice thursday the 20th of may yes don't forget the monaco grand prix starts on a thursday so practice on a thursday not on a friday because i believe it's a bank holiday in monaco that's why uh, but don't forget to enjoy the race this coming weekend in barcelona and we'll see you ahead of the monaco grand prix this has been a Capella production produced and presented by Chris Steers and Emma Delaney with the support of Josh Lias on social media.